You're listening to the Bear Down Chicago Podcast with Logan Bradley, Ryan Dangle, Patrick Sheldon, Brendan Chagru, and Jack Wright. The Bear Down Chicago Podcast. Yeah, we're that Bears podcast. All right, folks, welcome to... The Bear Down Chicago Podcast. I am your host, Ryan Dingle. I am joined by Jack Wright, Logan Bradley, Brennan Chagru, and it's it's Patrick Sheldon's show. If you want to find us on Twitter, you can find me at Ryan Dangle. You can find Jack Wright at Bear Down Jack. Logan Bradley at Bear Down Bradley. Patrick Sheldon, you can read him on DeWindy City, or you can find him at P underscore shells and brennan chagru you can read him on bears wire or you can find him at brennan chagru that's s-u-g-r-u-e i can't go any further without none of you can see this but just talking about the gloriousness that is logan bradley's mustache i just that is the that is the fullest mustache i have ever like magnum pi has nothing on logan bradley right now this is this is not its full strength um i will have you know I think it's just the, sh- I think the shape of it right now, I feel really good about. So sorry to all those listeners that can't look at it right now. Cause it's just a shame. It, it, it's truly magnificent. Like I can't, I can't Thank look you. away. Yeah. Hey, that's what how I'm many here people for. Are taking, how many people are taking a ride on that thing? Um, I, uh, no comment. Um, I'm just here. So I don't get fined. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Does that make it in the podcast? Is that family-ish? <laughs> I don't care. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, that's good enough. I think, I think you know, I don't think little kids will know what that means, right? So no. just someone will be asking, yeah. Mom, what is a must? No, no, <laughs> no. That's no, no. the. <laughs> it's, uh, I'm, I'm scared, boys. Uh, we're going to keep shells muted here for just a second because Jack, Brendan, uh, Logan and I, we're all a little nervous because we don't know what's coming up with the Sheldon hour here. Boys, what, what, are you, what are you anticipating here? I'm excited because he said that we didn't have to put a lot of thought into it. And I'm, mm. that's, a, that's kind of my sweet spot. So if there's not a ton of thinking, I feel like it will max my potential. How about the rest of you? I think I think that I'd, I'm just interested to see what direction Shells goes with this because you know Shells and I haven't known each other for too long. We get to do these wonderful podcasts together, but I feel like these questions maybe will, will shine even almost more light on Shells than they will on on us for. So excited for it. That's a good point. I- I'm curious to see how much Yankees talk there's going to be because there was some BS stuff happening with the Yankees earlier today while we're recording. And I'm just like, Oh, is it really going to set them off on that? I mean, I, I, for the record, it's, it's like a stupid comment. The Rangers manager made, I, I agree that it's a stupid comment, but I don't know how much time we're going to talk about the Yankees. I'm a little nervous. Chris Woodward's a child. He's an absolute child. You sir are supposed to be muted. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> my show i'll do what i my want god <laughs> all right all right so boys we'll talk about the fact that you know as we're recording this it is mother's day but there was another really big deal that happened this past weekend i'm not making this up totally serious 
Jeff Cadwallader's birthday was this weekend. And nice. of course, you know, we've got to shout out our guy, Jeff Cadwallader, like we do every single week. He is the absolute best. Jeff, if you're listening to this, happy birthday. We are sending our absolute best to you. And if you're listening to this and you're thinking about buying a home in the Chicagoland area, you know, give him the best birthday present ever and buy a house with Jeff. He will find you the best deal, right? You know, he's making it happen for his buyers. He's using proven tactics to help his buyers get the contracts. And it's not about paying the highest price either contact jeff cadwallader with at properties to learn more you can visit genevajeff.com or give him a call or a text message jeff loves text messages 630-254-4734 if you do talk to jeff tell him two things happy birthday and that the guys of the bear down chicago podcast say hello happy birthday jeff that's awesome shave and a haircut two bits Sheridan's Barbershop, located in historic downtown Wheaton, Illinois, has been serving the community for 68 years. They have six barbers on hand, and they are open six days a week, Monday through Saturday. They have appointments available for you to book online, or you can do it by phone. Or there's also an app. I don't know if you've used the app or not, Ryan, but I use that a lot of times, too. We can talk about that later. Uh, So you can call them, or you can go ahead to their website, which is sheridansbarbershop.com. Phone number is 630-668-0137, and you can book your appointment today. Sheridan's Barbershop, where traditional meets modern. All right, boys, I'm taking the keys to to this. I don't know what kind of car we would call it just yet. Like, we're having a lot of fun with this podcast. I don't, I'm not going to, I don't know, you know, are we a Maserati? Are we a... Definitely it's not mother- a 93 Camry. It's-, it's Mother's Day. So might I suggest like a, a, a soccer mom van, like a nice like a Toyota Sienna that Ooh. I grew up with. Ooh. Worked well, worked with- well, got me to and from practices, you know. Was that also your- the shagging wagon later Wait. when you were in high school? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. like what is what is with everybody coming at me with these these sexual questions today? The mustache well, is bringing it out of everybody. You know what? The power hey. of mustache. You are the most attractive person right now on this podcast. So it's that's, just wow. that's, it's really wow. true. It's it really a true. lot, guys. All right. So so uh, whatever vehicle we're calling this thing, the Bear Down Chicago podcast, because just for those that don't know, uh, when we were with the Bear Down report uh, our previous podcast uh, we had a fantasy football coaches draft and patrick sheldon won Ugh. and so we are handing over the keys to him so patrick please be gentle uh the insurance is in the glove box what do you got for us buddy oh guys stop it please no too much sit down please guys take your seats no honestly that's you guys are great. Wow. That is terrific. What a, what a w- welcome and an introduction. Um, I thought about just doing like an hour of you guys telling me how awesome I am because I, I did win the contest. I correctly picked the Bears new head coach, um, but I didn't think that'd be fun for everybody else. So uh, I do have some fun things planned for us today. It's going to be a little bit different than what we're, our listeners are used to. But I thought it would be great uh, for those of us or those of you that don't know us very well to maybe uh, get a glimpse inside of the five characters that that come to you every week with this podcast and maybe get to know a little bit more about us in a, in a fun and unique way. Uh, so you guys ready? I, I Let's think go. so. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And uh, you guys got the memo. So nobody should be wearing pants. I think we covered that last week at nauseum. So, OK, oh, hold Good. on. Hold on. Yeah, yeah, hold, uh, yeah quick uh, <laughs> wardrobe change. 
This is supposed to be nice. family-ish. Yeah. Brendan actually ish. took his pants off. Gru's Porky Pig in it for those that can't see. <laughs> we're gonna um, we're gonna push the ish today. That's what's gonna happen. <laughs> yes. All right. So the first thing we're gonna start off with is a popular game. Uh, you may have played it in college. No, not the one you're thinking of, Logan. It's called Two Truths <laughs> and a Lie. <laughs> so. The point of this game, for those that aren't familiar, uh, each of the hosts is going to give you three items or, or three facts, if you will. Two of them is going to be the truth, and one is going to be a bold-faced lie. And the job of the remainder of the hosts is to figure out which one is the lie. Uh, so I know a couple of you uh, know each other quite well. Ryan and Jack go back away. So uh, they are going to abstain when each other goes because I think this might be a little bit too easy for y'all. But uh, for the rest of us, we'll go ahead, give our, our two truths and a lie, any order you want, you know, sell it as hard as you can. And uh, we'll see if we can sniff out the lie. All right. So we are going to go Ryan, Logan, Jack, and finish it off with Brendan. And then I will close it out. Okay, so the first part of this, I, I, I get setting it up to set it up, whatever. Okay, so I was adopted at birth. That's not part of the two truths and a lie. But uh, when I was adopted, my aunt, who was part of my adopted family, was really good friends and went to the same high school as my biological mother. Uh, I dated three women with the same first name. And... I, I, you guys know, I love to go rock climbing and I absolutely love heights, love heights. I, anytime I can be up in the air, I just, I love every single second of it. Guys. I, I don't know. I think this one was pretty easy to sniff out. I'm going to go you with, get, can you give me like a, a, just a summary, just like a, what were the three again? Yeah. So, uh, I, I love, love heights, especially when I go climbing. Um, my, my aunt was very good friends with my biological mom and I dated three women of the exact same name. All right, Logan, which one do you think is the lie? I think it's the heights. Okay. Brandon. I think it's the, uh, dating the same woman or the same three women with the same name. Okay. Jack blink twice. If it's the heights. I think it's the heights too. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, even, okay. So Logan can attest. We, we go rock climbing. We've been actually rock climbing a couple of times, Logan. I don't remember how mm -hmm. many times Jack has been with me. We've gone rock climbing. I am terrified. I've had panic attacks on the wall a couple of times. Uh, and I'm actually, I'm headed out to uh, Colorado to do some climbing in July. And we're going to do, it's called a multi-pitch or basically, I mean, you're like really, really freaking high in the air. And I'm already nervous about it. Like I'm like, my palms are sweating as we speak about it. Yeah. So if you could like summarize, what makes you push past that to, because I know, I know you, I know that's a huge hobby of yours. What makes you push past that to just do it anyway? I just love the the simplicity of the climb. Think about when you're super stressed and you got a million things going on and you just like that hyper focus, like, you know, you can't think about anything else. You've got to think about, you know, which, what your next move is, like where your hand placement is going to be, um, you know, just at the physical part of it. It's like a physical puzzle. Um, and I absolutely love it. And then every once in a while I look down and, <laughs> and I freak out. So, yeah. I was going to yeah. say, like, it's, it's one of those things that kind of de-stresses you, but then it stresses you way more eventually. Like that's crazy. Sometimes. Yeah. We got to get Shagru out. How much fun would that be? Shagru, you got to come climbing with time. us. I've done rock climbing back in my day as a youth. Okay. All right. <laughs> Let's go. Let's get it done. 
get him in a harness and some really short silk shorts. Yep. I, I see where you're going. Here we go. I like this so podcast. <laughs> I love this podcast. Hey, listen, we haven't even started to go off the rails yet. We're uh, we're just picking up a little bit of speed, but I think by the end of this thing, we'll be um, we'll be off the rails. So, uh, all right, Logan, you are up next. Yes, sir. Um, I don't think anyone of our listeners is going to learn anything of real importance here with these three, but here are my, for all you know, three truths, no lies, three truths. All right. Number one, I had a Curtis Enos jersey growing up. Bears running back legend. Everybody knows him. Everybody loves him. Number two, Rick Moranis came to my fourth grade birthday party. And number three, I think Coldplay is underrated. All right, I have a follow-up question. Okay. How, how big was your Enos jersey? Uh, what was his number, 44? 31? All right, wait, Ryan. <laughs> Sorry to make everybody out there think about Curtis Enos too much. That's my bad. Without the lie. Uh, I, I think that's the Coldplay. I know Logan well, and and I actually I feel bad that I don't know this right off right off the bat. So it's I think tough. It's, cool it's tough. Yeah, Jack, I'm going. Uh, I'm going Bears legend Curtis Enos. No jersey. He didn't have it. No, you don't think so? Nope. Yeah, I would agree. I don't fun. think he's got it. Right. No Enos. All right. I'm gonna. I think it's the Coldplay thing too, Ryan. So we've got two votes for the Enos, and we've got two votes for Coldplay. Guys, nobody got it right. Rick Moranis. Rick Moranis did not come to my fourth grade birthday party. I know it's because I was sitting down and I was like, what are three things that I wish were true? And I wish (laughs) Rick Moranis was at my fourth grade (laughs) birthday party. Who doesn't? But I did. I tried to think of like the most nondescript, like not a real famous actor by any means, but just like a nondescript white guy. And Rick Moranis was what it came up with. God, he's a good liar. I'm really proud of you. Thank you. Thanks, guys. And and as for quickly touch on the Coldplay thing, it's not necessarily that I love Coldplay or anything. I just don't get why everybody hates on Coldplay so much, which I think makes it underrated as it is. I'll listen to some Coldplay. I saw them in concert. They were incredible. People just make fun of them for no reason. Good band. Jack, you are up, my friend. All right. Uh, Number one, my dad would have been in the band Kansas. In fact, he was a member of the band Kansas. But right before they started to get big, you know, carry on Wayward Son, Dust in the Wind, go on tour. My mom had me and... There was no more Kansas. Number two, I was at the longest rain delay in Major League Baseball history. 1990, Comiskey Park, over seven hours versus the Texas Rangers. Number three, David Hasselhoff was in my driveway. At the time, he was Michael Knight of Knight Rider fame, and he was looking at a truck, a red Ford truck that my dad was selling. All right, who's Googling the longest rain delay in Major League Baseball? I just did. <laughs> <laughs> I saw everybody look at that with their phones. Yeah. Like... <laughs> uh, cool. Shagru? Shagru, what do you think? Have you completed your research? I have completed my research. And um, Jack could be lying about it, but he's right on the money. That is the longest rain delay in MLB history. 
So uh, maybe he's good at the Google machine, but or maybe that's a very memorable fact. I'm going to go with uh, I'm going to go with David Hasselhoff. Um, I also think it'd be it's just hilarious if your dad really was going to be in Kansas and then you're the reason that didn't happen. <laughs> oh, my fault. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm 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 also going to go with the Hoff. I I I want number one to be true so bad because yeah. that would be very cool. And if you see the Hoff, that's that's pretty cool too. But that that's that's my final answer. All right, I'm I'm gonna play the contrarian here, and I'm gonna use a little bit of um, of uh, strategery. I know Jack said before we started, he put a lot of time into these, and the first one was super detailed, like a lot of detail, and then the detail kind of tailed off on number two and three. So I, for that reason and that reason alone, I'm gonna say number one is the lie. But Ryan, we'll stand out. But I, well, I'm gonna say I'm, I'm I have to stay out of this one. Um, but I do want to say I'm gonna ruin a little bit of it. I've heard the David Hasselhoff story probably like 20 times, and I've actually seen the house where it happened. And Dang. I just like I like I had a little bit wow. of envy. I was like, did he okay. show up in kit? Because that would be so much cooler. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. That is awesome. Oh, Kansas, Kansas is the lie. Uh, Damn it, long, that was long such long. a good detailed lie. It was. Yeah. Thanks. It, yeah. I Jack, actually, does it mean to say that you would be cooler if that was true? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Yes, it is mean. No, Sorry. so um, lived at this place, uh, Lake Holiday, and uh, and uh, David Hasselhoff at the time was actually um, a soap opera star. He wasn't even um, he wasn't even Night Rider yet, but. My dad was what well, he really was. He put an ad in the paper for a, a red Ford truck. And I remember just looking out our front picture window and my dad's talking to this like ridiculously good looking man. And I go, I'm like seven or eight years old. And I just kind of go like shy, you know, very shy, hiding behind my dad's leg. He kind of tousles my hair. How's it going, <laughs> bud? You know, and I'm like, uh, you know, super nervous. It, he didn't buy the truck, but the weird thing was, is instead of getting back in his car to go home, he ran down like the side of the hill and tore off his shirt. He had this red life preserver and red bathing suit on. And instead of like driving home, he just swam home, which was really strange. I thought <laughs> that part was odd. I bought okay, that for like, actually, <laughs> like, like way, way <laughs> no. longer than I should have, which means like oh, half man. of that. I was like, wait, he ran down a hill <laughs> and had a bathing so, suit on. That's, yeah, just that's so Hasselhoff. And I'm like, it was, oh, it, Pam Anderson showed up and it was really Baywatch. There was a show for all you younger listeners. There was a show called Baywatch. I don't know. I it was it. the most dangerous beach in the history of beaches. <laughs> it was so dangerous. <laughs> By the way, all that story about Hasselhoff is true, except for the life preserver Baywatch part. I just made that up. Oh, really? That, that makes you cool too, Jack. Yeah. So he actually tussled your, tussled your hair a little bit. He, he did. Yeah. And he, <laughs> do you, do you yeah. know how many Germans would pay to like have your hair right now? <laughs> You're right. Oh, I should do that. I should put that out there. Speaking <laughs> of uh, random band trivia, does uh, anybody know what band Chevy Chase was almost a drummer for? Pretty famous band. No. Oh. Steely Dan. Oh, I was hmm. bonus points. Steely Dan's been coming up in my life the past few days yeah, so many times for whatever reason. I was listening to some Steely Dan. My Uber driver was talking about Steely Dan. Do you know what Shout they're named Steely after? Dan. Does no. anybody know what they're named after? Where the name Steely Dan came from? No. Okay, it's a family-ish show, so I'm not going to give it away, but uh, Google it at your leisure, just not on a work computer. 
Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. You'll never look at Steely Dan the same way. All right. Fair enough. All right. Okay. All right. Definitely in. Brendan, what you got? All right. I I was wondering, like, which ones I should use, like, go, like, ridiculous or serious. I guess I'll stick with kind of serious, but I mean, in terms of, like, just the, you know, weird things, like, one of them I was just going to, this doesn't, this isn't one of them I was going to use, but one of them I was, I thought about using was uh, that I ate five Buffalo chicken sandwiches in one sitting on a dare. And you definitely I, did that. Oh, I did. And it was awful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was too easy. <laughs> but okay. So my, my three, here we go. I was once an NBC Chicago weatherman. I played with a Grammy award-winning guitar player and I actually cameoed as a voice actor on Cartoon Network. Hmm. This is good list. Ryan. Weatherman. 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 Logan, you say uh, Weatherman too? No, no, I'm saying cameo on Cartoon Network. That's like, I I don't know, just, I don't know. Is anybody confident though? Weatherman. One was uh, Weatherman. Okay. Give me, um, give me a quick forecast, Brendan. Give me a quick forecast breakdown. Oh man! Right now? Yeah. Well, right now, I mean, it's sixty degrees outside in Algonquin, Illinois. Sunshine came out. Dew points probably a little bit. Well, I can't remember what a dew point is. Oh no! <laughs> as soon as you said dew point, I was sold on you being Weatherman. You didn't need to say anything else. Nailed it. Perfectly, yeah. Weatherman. Yeah. Uh, I'm going, I'm going number one, weatherman. I'm going weatherman too. So all you guys went weatherman. No, no, no. I, I'll, I will say this, this, why I didn't go weatherman is because you said it once. So I'm assuming something happened and you did it. And that's why I'm picking three. He, he did say okay. cartoon network. Yes. Okay. So everybody says weatherman except Logan. Okay. The lie is the cameo on Cartoon Network. Mm, no, but oh, I was good. a, they called them mini weather watchers on NBC Chicago when I was a kid. I was on TV for a week. I like, oh, cool. you know, uh, the, I forget his name. I think it was like Byron Miranda or something. And I would give like the, I was, I was obsessed with the weather when I was a child. I was like, I, I don't know what it was. I wanted to be a weatherman forever. And they were doing these contests and I won it. And so for a week, I basically got featured on uh, the NBC Chicago morning shows. I had to get up at like four 30 in the morning. It was crazy oh. stupid. <laughs> I mean, it was awesome at the time, but I was like, you know, like I had to get up so early and wait for my, uh, you know, feature or whatever. Brandon would just lock himself in his room playing with his Doppler. Yeah. <laughs> Brandon got used to like a I was like 10 years job. old, man. Come on. <laughs> just chain smoking cigarettes at age 12, driving into NBC. <laughs> got the Martin Greco treatment. <laughs> Your girl will read anything you put on the prop, people. <laughs> Oh, that's interesting. I, I would love if any of our listeners could find tape of that. If oh, you all have any connections oh to NBC Chicago. I've or, got a, uh, I've got the home video somewhere. It was like in 2000 or something. But it would but be more fun if somebody home. posted it on Twitter for all of us to see. That if somebody actually found that, I'd probably pay them. Like there's it, it was one week <laughs> when I was in third grade. 
That would be awesome. I would really appreciate that. You'd be doing me a, a huge favor. All right. So Shells, are you doing All this right. too? I am. Yeah, I'll do it. Okay. Um, good. okay ready? These are going to be short and sweet. Uh, try to fool y'all. Okay. First one. I was once scouted by a major league baseball team. Number two. I once played roulette in Vegas with an NBA hall of famer. And number three, I once finished second on America's funniest home videos. Shells is an international man of mystery. And like, I, like, I think I yeah. believe all of these. Uh, uh, he like gives like bear hugs to real bears. That's the kind of <laughs> like his blood smells of cologne. What was the so, first one again? Shells. Uh, that I was once scouted by a major league baseball team. Okay. Scouted to be a uh, water boy, boy or <laughs> I'm just peanuts beer here. No more uh, detail. Okay. Too many questions. Okay. I'm going to go with the, <laughs> the Vegas, the roulette. I'm going to, uh, that's the one I'm going to choose. Okay. I Jack. think I think you 100% played roulette with him. Like, I think that one's mm-hmm. true. So yeah. I'm going mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. to go with one. I, I think scouting. I'm going three America's funniest home videos. No way you finished second. That's that's so impressive. <laughs> I'm gonna go <laughs> one. Impressive. Screw it. Because he should have been first. Is that what you're? Because he would have been first, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think so, being second's proud. Being proud, though. Anyway, go ahead. There's only one. One of you is correct. Logan. I'm I, guys. <clears throat> Come for the Bears analysis. Stay for me getting two truths and a lie. Correct. I would have loved to have been on the show with Bob Saget as a kid. I mean, there was nothing oh. cooler than America's Funniest Home Videos, but sadly, it did not happen. Uh, but my my roulette story is actually great, and I have to share this with you guys. I wanted to share it uh, with Rank when he was telling me about uh, or telling us on the show when he was going out to Vegas. So it was years ago, and uh, it's like 3.30 in the morning, and I'm stumbling back to my hotel room, and I'm walking through the lobby trying to find the elevator, which God knows you can never do it a in a uh, Vegas hotel sober, let alone after a couple cocktails. And uh, I started playing roulette with my buddy. And all of a sudden I look over and Charles Barkley is standing next to me at the roulette table at like three. Yeah. (laughs) So it gets, it gets so much better. Nicest guy in the world, but uh, he's putting down like thousand dollar chips on the numbers on the inside. And uh, so he puts the, the chips down and he doesn't, put anything on 34 and i'm like oh i'm like charles you know keep in mind i'm um i was overserved, and uh <laughs> so, so i'm like oh charles i go you're not playing 34 that's your number come on he's like oh no he's like i'm not feeling it i'm not feeling it so they spin the wheel and it lands on 33 and i go oh larry legend sticking it to you again <laughs> oh, and then realize what i said and look up at him and i'm like this guy's about to snap me in half isn't he <laughs> And he just like bursted out laughing. It was like the nicest guy and ended up That's inviting awesome. everybody at the table over to like, he's like, Oh, let's go to the bar. And he was, he was like a real nice guy, but uh, just one of those random Vegas experiences. Dude, that's, that's awesome. Funny. <laughs> that's like, that's a dream to have like an interaction with a very famous athlete like that and have it actually be like funny. And they like, you made them laugh. Like, yes, yeah. never would have cool. done that sober, but uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A little bit of liquid courage, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and shows, what did you play? What position were you in baseball? Third base. Oh, wow. All right. And uh, oh, who, who was the team? The Atlanta Braves. Wow. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
Nice. Suck it, Chipper Jones. Or both. <laughs> yeah, I know. I wasn't pushing Chipper out of third. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I went to um, I went to a tryout for them and uh, ran. They start you off. They run the sixty yard dash, or the, at least they did. This was years ago. You run a sixty yard dash, and then they have all the infielders go to third base, throw it to first. All the outfielders go to right field and throw to third. And then um, if you make the cut, you stay and hit. And uh, so we ran the sixty yard dash, and I'm like. 18 peak athletic uh performance for me and they start going through the 60 times and i don't know for our older listeners you probably remember guys like mark lemke and jeff blouser who were like two of the slowest people in major league baseball and my time as an 18 year old was kind of like on par with them and it was at that <laughs> moment i realized i needed to find a different uh career path and play major league <laughs> because I, I didn't see myself getting that much faster um <laughs> But it was still fun. It was a cool That's experience. Cool. And uh, I got the letter uh, that I got from them and the scout and stuff. So um, I use it. I, I use it as leverage. So my seven-year-old will listen to me when I try to teach him about baseball. That's that's pretty cool. Awesome. <laughs> Toughest thing to do, by the way, for those that have kids, they never listen to you uh, about sports, like at all. doesn't matter what kind of credentials you have. They just don't, that, they don't care. If that's true, that's going to drive me absolutely wild when I have a wild. kid one day. Yeah, I'm like, wild. shut up, you idiot. I <laughs> <laughs> do, you think, do you think Tom Brady has that problem? Yeah. yeah. He's a sicko. He probably like, yeah. I don't know. He's smooth. He you listen to me, otherwise I'm not kissing like, you tonight. <laughs> that was just yeah, everybody. Everybody wanted that joke. <laughs> All right, guys, that was fun. Uh, I really enjoyed that and got got some interesting stories. So uh, that was awesome. Thanks for thanks for playing along, and being good sports. All right, this next one is a Bears related question, and uh, I think this one's going to be very difficult and may have some of our listeners mad at us, and we may even hate ourselves by the end of this question. So I'm going to give you three former Bears. They're going to be the same for everybody. I'm also going to make you uh, put one of them into the hall of fame, put one of them on this year's bears team. And the other one, you have to make a Packer for their entire career. Okay. Oh, I like this. So the three players, Matt Forte, Oh man. Devin Hester, peanut Tillman. So you have to put one of those players in the hall of fame, one on this year's bears team. And the other will have been a Packer their entire career. Why don't you just ask me which one of my children I want to give up yeah. for? Sophie's yeah. choice, right? Yes. All right. We are going to go. <laughs> we're going to go Brendan. I'm going to give you a second to think about it because I, I this is a tough one, guys. Uh, I'm still not 100% sure where I'm going to go or which way I'm going to go. So we're going to go Brendan, Jack, Logan, and Ryan. All right. So for the Hall of Fame, I'm putting Devin Hester there. I mean, I think he's going to get there anyway, but he absolutely deserves it. He changed the game. Revolutionary. We, we don't need to go through it. We, we know who Devin Hester is. We know what he did. Put him in the Hall of Fame. For this current Bears team, I'm taking Charles Tillman. And I know that the Bears already have Jalen Johnson. I know that they already have Kyler Gordon. Who was the guy that they just brought in to talk to the veterans in Matt Eberflus's defense? It's Charles that Tillman. Guy, I mean, you talk about a guy that he got better with age. He he did revolutionize the cornerback position as well. He would be perfect in Matt Eberflus's defense. He would be such a great leader. And talk about just like the guy to kind of mentor these guys. I mean, I'm guessing 
he'd be in his prime and you'd have him for a few years. But I mean, that secondary would be absolutely insane with all of those guys. So give me Charles Tillman there. And I love Matt Forte, but running back is, is a devalued position. He already spent a few years with the jets. Anyway, he was with the bears. uh, I think, no, actually trying to think with, uh, with years, in the NFL, if he was the shortest with the bears or if it was Hester technically, but either way, I'll put, I'll put Matt Forte on the Packers. He's a great running back. He's a great dual threat back, but considering running backs kind of are diamond dozen, uh, I'm okay doing that. And Matt Forte is such a classy dude. Like I couldn't really hate him for it. All right. I thought this was going to be like, what is it? Mary. What is it that game? Yeah, yeah. That well, that link Mary kill. Yeah, that was yes, that one. (laughs) That's 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 uh, the the podcast after dark. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) That would be yeah. That'd be a little bit. That'd be a different podcast for sure. (laughs) Boy, this is a a great question, Um, shells. I think that I am going to. I'm going to go in a different direction. I think. I think I'm going to. I'm going to put Hester on this team uh, because. I think it puts the possibility of scoring some points in picture. And I like that possibility. I think to have that kind of a weapon, uh, you know, punt returning and kick returning takes care of like checks another box on this team that, that needs a lot of boxes to be checked. I'm going to put Peanut in the Hall of Fame for just everything's leadership, his ability to create turnovers, the Peanut punch, man. Like that's just, that was just absolutely phenomenal to watch so fun him causing turnovers and you know i guess i have always had a bit of a bias when it comes to running backs because i grew up watching walter payton and it's just difficult to put anybody up against him and i don't want to do you know forte dirty because i agree with everything that uh, brendan said good dude he could catch the ball in the backfield and he could run the ball but i think like you said there's a there's a backlog of running backs it's not overly fast he doesn't have much breakaway speed and I think Karen Rogers could get a lot of, out of you know get a lot out of him. They'd probably be they pair well together like a fine wine. <laughs> Never gets old. All right, I am going to. I, I wrote him down. Like when I first heard the question, it sounded so difficult, and then like it, it like made sense in my head. So I'm going to start with Forte, and I'm also putting him on the Packers, which seems kind of backwards since last week. Like he was my shout out, and I was talking about how. He's a guy that we need to respect more because so I'm sorry, Matt. Uh, sorry about that, but I'll, I'll explain the rest. I'm um, putting Devin Hester in the Hall of Fame just because I, I feel like there's a lot of Chicago Bears fans out there who don't aren't allowed to be happy a lot of the time. That's most of us just being a Bears fan. So I think I think if Hester hopefully he makes the Hall of Fame, I think that would make a lot of people happy and people being happy is a good thing. So let's put Devin Hester in the Hall of Fame. And then Peanut Tillman, again, like Brennan said, we've already got what's shaping up to be a a good one-two punch at cornerback. But man, like the just the culture, I feel like that that guy brought to that team um, felt like he was he was a, a big rock with Lance Briggs and just guys who were kind of had that Bears attitude that you we came to know and love. So if he was to able to kind of bring that to this team and and hopefully start to turn around that culture a little bit, that would be really really cool. So Matt Forte, a Packer. Pastor's going to the Hall of Fame, and uh, Peanut Tillman is joining the 2022 Chicago Bears. 
Yeah, Bre- Brennan had the winning ticket. Um, and, you know, the one the reason I was thinking about for Hester in the Hall of Fame is the return game has changed so much in the past few years that he really wouldn't have the same opportunities that he had today. Sure, it'd be great having him return punts, but, you know, I'd also like to see him return kicks. And, and that's really not the same game that it used to be. Uh, just like everybody else, you know, Peanut uh, as the current bear, we've already said it. Um, and then I just, this, this one hurts. Like uh, if, if you guys look behind me, right behind me, there is a Matt Forte Jersey. He was one of my favorite bears for a really long time. And it really sucks to see that, but you know, it doesn't matter how good the running back is green Bay's not winning anything in the playoffs. So I really don't care. So, you know, Matt Forte, great player and, and much respect and absolutely love that dude would love to, to have him on the podcast at any time, just to sit and chat or just, just to talk life with Matt Forte, you know, that would be awesome. That's my list. Oh, he ain't coming on now. We just slandered him. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of getting those guys on, how cool would it be to talk to Charles Tillman? The guy's like a renaissance man. I'm like so intrigued by his life and what he does next. Like, I feel like he needs to be in a front office somewhere. No idea if he wants to do that. Um, But I have a whole like vision and plan for his future. So uh, Peanut, hit me up if. (laughs) He's an FBI agent. I know. That's what I was about to ask. I know. That dude is brilliant. Yeah. He's a brilliant human being. He can do anything he wants. There was a picture of him when he was talking to the, the current Bears players. And it may have just been the angle. Did you see his pinky? I oh, mean, yeah. he's just mangled. Just yeah. mangled. Like these guys like, literally sacrificed their bodies for, the, for that sport. All right, guys. Uh, in the interest of time, I'm going to move on to the next question here. And uh, I do want to get to another Bears topic at the end of this podcast. So um, we'll go with a quick hitter here. Uh, this is totally off topic, but I have $1 million on my desk right now and it all could be yours, but you have to do one thing. You have to walk up to your best friend. You have to slap them as hard as you can in the face. You can't apologize. You can't tell them why you can never talk about it after you do it. Are you doing it? Wait, is it, right. if it's if it's Ryan, then yeah, I'm in. I'm just gonna fuck. He's gonna get Will Smithed. He's gonna get Will Smithed, and I'm gonna go back later and tell him, "Hey, dude, it was a mildo." Ryan, I don't. know You guys probably noticed. Ryan is a really nice guy, so he would probably forgive me. I think, and then I would have a million dollars. I'd split it with him, and we would buy motorcycles. It would be fine. I, uh, when I, I texted Jack an advanced read of this question and he, he replied, of course, I'd pay a million dollars to slap Ryan. I, was like, no, Jack. <laughs> I mean, you would get the million dollars. Oh, like, oh, I got yeah. confused. That's what I meant. So. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll go next. And I have, I have a few very, very, very good friends, but for this scenario, I'm going to take my very good friend, Andrew, who was on a, a podcast many moons ago as a Browns fan. And I'm confident enough that we have the type of relationship where I think I have slapped him in the face, probably not as hard as I can, <laughs> but like, I think I could do that. And he, and we would just like stare at each other, like a couple of like animals or something for like 20 seconds. And I would be like, all right. I don't know what I did, but that was probably deserved. And then we'd be good. So I'd have a million dollars and probably nothing would change with the relationship. So uh, I'll say yes. In this certain case, Ryan, you getting revenge on Jack. Uh, I don't know. You don't, have to, you don't have to choose me either. If you want to hit somebody else or not, you can. I'm just trying to think if I hit Jack, I think he, I think he would be kind of taken back by it. And especially if I didn't say anything about it, you know, just, just be like, Hey, 
Dango, what happened? You just, you slapped me. So yeah, I don't, I don't probably, I mean, that's a million dollars is a lot. And you, you know, I, again, I could buy him a new motorcycle and be like, Hey, you know what this is for. You're not really talking about it. You're just saying, Hey, I got you something. So yeah, that's probably it. That's a good point. You never get to talk about like, that's, that's what I was going to ask. Like talking about it. Can't never. mention it. Can't be like, Hey, I'm sorry. Can't wow, be like, uh, what what if what if they're like, hey, what about that one time you slapped me really hard? You just you do just go, I don't know what you're talking about. Hey, Silence. remember remember that car that I bought you, Logan? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay, fair. That's the only way to handle it. Yeah. I think I do it. So my uh I'll, I'll use uh my uh my friend Brad, who uh we play football together. He's just you know who actually he reminds me of, and I, I feel weird putting this out on the podcast. I'm actually going to see him this week, but he basically is Elijah Hicks. I'm dead serious. Like his energy and just the way also he plays football, like we call him the flying squirrel. So he's just amped up. He's always, you know, one out of 10, he's at an 11. So I think he'd probably like want to fight me afterwards, but we'd be okay. Like eventually we might just kind of fight for, you know, however long, but yeah, I'd probably buy him something and be like, yeah, you, you know, what this is for like, we'd go in on bear season tickets together or something, or, you know, like I said, a nice car, maybe, you know, maybe even a house or something for, for slapping them that hard. But I, I think we'd, uh, it, it would be tough at first. Like I said, I think there'd be a little bit of a fight, but he, uh, he, we'd be okay after that. If you were going to buy him a house, just saying. Um, no, no, Ryan, it's a million dollars, not six million dollars. No, I'm just, no, no, you're missing the point. If you were going to buy him a house, you would call someone. Oh, yeah. Well, of course, Jeff would Jeff would help me out a ton. I thought you were talking about Matt Nagy's house. No, 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 no. <laughs> Jeff Cadwallader, 630-254-4734. Or visit GenevaJeff.com today to learn more. Can't turn off the hosting, can he? <laughs> no, no, I can't. No. There is Too a great, uh, there's a great funnier die video that reminds me of this question. Do you guys remember the movie called The Box, where mm-hmm. there's a, you, you get a box and not Sorry. yeah. <laughs> Okay. Hey, go on. Yeah. Do I, I? I think I saw that in college. I don't remember exactly like what the plot was. But was... What's in the box? I'm sorry, I can't. I it's can't actually... hear anyone say that and not. And then, what's in the box? Like, I know it's like a terrible part of the movie. Seven. Everybody knows that. Okay. Sorry. I'll shut up. It's it's an older one. It's from back in 2009. But the the premise is kind of cool. You get this box with a button in it, and you if you press the button, you get a million dollars. But the, the yeah. catch is somebody somewhere that you don't know um, dies. Oh, wow. And so do you do it? It's like, you know, the moral dilemma. And there's a funnier dive video where the guy makes the pitch, and he's like, if you press this button, you get a million dollars. It's like, and somebody <laughs> somewhere you don't know will die. And he like instantly smashes the button. <laughs> like, wait, 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 wait. I kind of explain. He's like, no, I get the million dollars, right? And the whole rest of the video is him just like trying to explain the premise. And he just keeps smashing the button. Every time. <laughs> it's, a, it's a pretty funny one. But uh, I would definitely do it only because my, my best friend, I've known him like um, probably my gosh, 25, 30 years. And uh, I feel like I would just give him a look and he would know I I was doing it for a good reason. Like that's why we're best friends. He was the best man at my wedding. Uh, So Mike Sennett, um, if you ever get slapped really hard by me, 
maybe it was for a million dollars. Maybe it wasn't. I don't know. But uh, don't worry about it, buddy. Uh, I got you covered. So, all right. Well, uh, I think our best friends know where we stand on that, guys. So that's that'll be We're an just interesting violent. conversation. We're just like smacking people around, <laughs> yeah. not even thinking twice about it. Not one of us said no, right? Yeah. Nobody. Um, no. I mean, it's a slap. It's not like you know. Bill it's not know. like the other premise of the movie or anything like that was that i would not press it i would yeah. i would just say i would i would probably wouldn't i'm kind of like yeah people but a heart it's got to be a good slap i'm not talking oh, yeah. like a, you know yeah oh, yeah i mean yeah i mean ryan would probably weep after i oh <laughs> oh <laughs> guys i i kind of want to propose a slap bet now i do too yeah yeah our, we're, we're all uh well four out of the five of us are getting together next week and so yeah it just is that is that how the introduction is going to happen mm-hmm. so it just, just actually hey guys bam in college we used dollars. to do slap shots you just you just each take a shot of vodka and you slap each other in the face Oh. I feel like that shots. should be like one or the other. <laughs> stupid, it's just because it was mutual. And then you don't think about the vodka. And yeah. then you have a little oh. bit of brain damage because oh. you're a dumb 18-year-old. <laughs> I mean, 21-year-old. <laughs> oh, guys. All the right. Chicago Report does not endorse underage drinking. True. Don't do it. Not worth it. I'm bringing up a topic that we have alluded to uh, having on our podcast for a while, going back a long, long time. And um, I think it's time. I think it's time to address it. Guys, I need you to give me your Reese's candy rankings. Give me your top three Reese's candy rankings from three to one. I, the, the look on Ryan's face tell me he's going to need some time. He's already, I can tell he's already conflicted, but I wanted to go to him first because he has the absolute worst food takes on this pod. So I start, I, <laughs> <laughs> they don't make sweet potato Reese's golden Oreo. Yeah. All right. All right. I'm the only dude that's ever backed you up on that, by the way. So just, just I thought putting that out was a golden guy. No, no, no. He's wishy-washy. Is he? No, like, I, like I, go, I, like I like both, both but I like I golden. I like both. I like both. I don't pick <laughs> You know, you can like both Oreos. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> you have to pick a lane. This is what I'm hearing. Uh, okay, so I'm going to go classic. I'm going to go PCs. And I'm throwing in a giant curveball here because I have just, I've been on this kick lately. It is the big cups with potato chips in mm. The, the peanut butter cups, it's a little bit of sweet, a little bit of salty, and uh, just fantastic. They're good. Yeah, I've been meaning to try those. They PCs look good. isn't a word, though. Reese's Pieces. Reese's Pieces. Reese's Pieces. But is it Reese's <laughs> or Reese's? Some people it's, say it's Reese's, Reese's. It's Reese's. It's Reese's. Right? Reese's. Yeah. Will Arnett it's told Reese's. me so on the television. <laughs> and it's Re- yeah, right. And it's Reese's Pieces? Yeah. That sounds right. Okay. That checks out. Mm-hmm. I'm just giving Ryan crap. Dude, was I mean to you guys? <laughs> well, you gave up the keys, and so now we just get to abuse you. You <laughs> should have got- trunk. That's what Shell's told us. Dude, I just, like, I'm just doing what he told me to do. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> All right, Shigru, what do you got? Oh, boy. Um, All right, I'm going to go the Reese's Bites for number three. Hmm. I'm going to go classic Reese's cups. Number two. And I know I have a feeling this is going to ruffle some feathers here. Um, Reese's fast break. 
I love. Mm. Okay, thank God. I love the fast break. I think it is one of the most underrated like mm. chocolate bars out mm-hmm. there. Underrated. It does not, it does not give get mm. the respect it deserves. Agreed. Oh my God, it's it's so good. It's got the pretzel in it. Yeah, that's your number one though. No, that's, my that's not the one. It doesn't it is, have pretzel in it. Does no, it? It's got like nougat. No. Um, it's perfect. It's so good. Like just the nougat. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I'm gonna go into a weird tangent about describing the fast break bar no, I'll, I'll get weird <laughs> talking about fast breaks yeah like yeah. just just do it real slow brendan yeah. and talk softly into and the mic no guys and you gotta uh, tell get me about your nougat please you gotta get the king size the i just perfect. i i want to put this out here just really quick if anyone that is listening to this episode for the very first time, most episodes, we do, in fact, talk about the Chicago Bears football <laughs> team. Uh, just we're enjoying ourselves right now. This is a fun episode. But just if this is your first episode, this is not <laughs> indicative of what you're going to hear on a regular basis. It's the opposite. Some, some people might be bummed. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to get we're going to get to a Bears topic here in a second. I promise we will. Uh, we'll bring it. We'll bring it back to the point of this podcast. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to try to move on after that. Uh, whew. Wait, um, can I just real quick say Christmas tree, Halloween, and uh, I don't even know Easter. Easter, all of the holiday ones in the fridge, holiday Reese's. <clears throat> they are sure. allegedly fresh made because they're seasonal. And I will take all three of those uh, any day, all day. Holiday ones. There you go. Yeah. All right. Um, All right. Jack's bringing my my three fast fast break is number one. I didn't think anyone was even going to say that. That's my number one, unquestionably. Love you, love bunny, you. bunny number two, and then just regular Reese's number three. I feel very confident about that. I can't. I don't even, guys. I don't even know where to go from here. Um, questioning <laughs> everything. Oh fast really? Break? What what's wrong with fast the fast break? break? Fast Go get break, yourself a, a fast one, break tonight. Look me in the one. eyes as a man and tell me you don't like a fast break. Have one and look <laughs> me in the eye. <laughs> All right, I don't I don't want to hear I don't want to hear anybody talk about the Bears draft if you're going fast break one point <laughs> one on the Reese's. <laughs> Uh, rankings, man, lose all respect as an so analyst. If, if all <laughs> of us, if all of us have a similar opinion, and you're the odd man, are we the really the ones with the bad takes? Mm-hmm. True, more against one popular vote. Oh <laughs> uh, well, you don't even know my answers yet. So uh, I'm gonna go number three. The mini cups, uh, they are fantastic in vanilla ice cream and great in the fridge. Number two, the eggs. The peanut butter eggs at Easter are fantastic. Uh, sometimes I like an overload of the peanut butter. Um, so I will go the Reese's eggs. And number one, <clears throat> I'm going the outrageous. I'm going mm. pieces inside of the Reese's. It's oh. the best of both worlds. It's the peanut butter. It's the crunch. You get a little mm. bit of everything. Yeah. Uh, I really want to include pieces in there. And I, I couldn't bring myself to do it by themselves. But you throw them in the outrageous and... It's pretty fantastic. Just think about what you want. I never like the pieces. I, I don't. They're, they're too peanut butter forward. As much as I love peanut butter cups, I have. What are you doing with the peanut butter, Jack? What do you mean they're too forward? 
<laughs> well, they, you know, I feel uncomfortable around that. But no, like I feel there's not enough chocolate. I'm like I love chocolate. Okay. And I just I think that you get more peanut butter than chocolate, and I'm not in. I'm not in on the pieces. They're perfect at a movie. No. At a movie, they're yeah. perfect. Yeah. You're at the no. movie theater. You know, you got the, the that salty popcorn, and you get a little bit of sweet and the Reese's. Oh, dude, God, just are there Sour Patch Kids? Let them melt a little are. bit. You okay. let them melt. Okay. A bit? Don't don't get me started on Sour Patch Kids. We got other <laughs> things to talk about here, folks. <laughs> I don't know. Do we butter. <laughs> peanut butter chips? Before we before we bring it back to bears content, peanut butter chips. Anybody? I used to eat those when I was a kid like crazy. Oh wait, like the like the Pringle ones where but they're chocolate or what do you mean? Instead of like you know chocolate chips, same oh. thing, but they're peanut oh yeah. yeah, a little bit at times. Yeah, they're really good. Yeah. All right, guys, that was really fun. Thanks for humoring me and uh, going a little bit off topic. Um, it is the off season, as you said. Sometimes uh, things get a little bit slow in the off season. So it was fun to take a little bit of a departure from our normal routine and talk about some fun topics. Hopefully uh, y'all had a laugh. You got to learn a little bit more about us and uh, some uh, of the new terrible food takes um, from the pod. But we are going to circle back to bears content. And I wanted to talk about a topic that that's come up a lot on Twitter uh, over the past couple weeks or so. And uh, I know it's something we've talked about before, but it keeps coming up. And so I, I thought it'd be a good topic for discussion to get your thoughts. Um, this idea that because Ryan Poles is not, uh, quote unquote, committed enough to building around Justin Fields this year, that somehow means to a lot of people that the Bears don't believe in Justin Fields. And I personally think that's an absolutely ridiculous notion. Am I completely off base here, guys? Do you think there's any merit to that argument at all? Let's go Ryan, Jack, Logan, and Brendan. I I think you have way too much invested in him, no matter who the GM is. Um, You know, I think I I have to put this out here. Just if you heard me last week, you know, I'm very negative on on polls, uh, on his, what he's done to surround Justin Fields. But I in no way think that he's, you know, trying to abandon him in any way, shape or form. Uh, I just don't think he's done enough to, to, to put around him yet. But, but I think that that whole idea that, that they've already given up on him after one season, that's absurd that yeah, there's no way. And that's a great point, Ryan. I think you can separate fairly the criticism. If you have it of Ryan Poles, maybe not doing enough to surround Justin Fields, but that doesn't necessarily mean you make the jump to, he doesn't believe in him. So uh, yeah, I think I think that's a fair distinction to make. I think you, we've never seen any. I don't think we've seen any real tangible evidence that would suggest that they have decided to bail on Justin Fields. I think, you know, I think everybody else is in fast motion, and I think people when you're looking at an organization and the time that it takes to build relationships with people and you know d- develop a little bit of rapport and and get things going actually on the ground in the locker room and on the on the field. That takes time, you know, and, that, and that, I don't think they're going to say to us that they believe in him. I mean, they have come out time and time again and said that they're behind him. I don't know why they would do that. If they, if they don't and they're saying that, then this is a terrible way to start your tenure as, you know, the Bear GM and, and head coach. An absolute terrible way. I don't. We haven't seen anything from them that would suggest a lack of authenticity on that level. I mean that that would be, jeez, oh, that would that would be heartbreaking if that were the case, and I just don't think it's true. I, I just I just don't think that I think that even if this off season had gone 
a, a certain way that which a lot of Bears fans maybe would have saw as like a best case scenario of like being able to acquire offensive line talent, being able to acquire wide receivers, getting the person you want in the draft. I think even still, if that had happened, I think you'd still find some weird uh, part of like the Bears fandom who still is freaking out about Justin Fields not being the, the you know, in the plans just because. I think that we're all just kind of scared that we drafted another quarterback and that the team's not doing everything because we can't sit here from a, a fan's perspective and do anything about it. I think it's just really we're we're snake bitten. We're 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 hard a hard group to trust like outwardly, and so I think that there's there's a lot of fans who are rightfully just just a little afraid based on the fact that there hasn't been much buzz around you know acquiring these certain names, and I just think that maybe at the, at the end of next off season, if we're, if you're still sitting in this position and, and you still feel like he hasn't done enough, then it's maybe a, a place to have that conversation, but you just, you got to give him some time. I just, I don't know. It just really frustrates me when people jump to such quick conclusions, like let's see it, let's see it play out. No, not a single football game has been played um, under Ryan Pohl's watch. So the only evidence that we really have to support any Thinking that the Bears may not be all in on Justin Fields is the fact that Fields was a first-round quarterback taken from a regime that was then fired the year after they took them. So I wrote an article on this a few weeks ago. All it is is saying that history right now isn't on Justin Fields' side. And that's he's the fifth quarterback to kind of undergo this. Um, Sam Darnold, Dwayne Haskins, Marcus Mariota, and Brandon Whedon were the other four. But that's that's where it ends. So Ryan Poles, I, I believe, took this job for a number of reasons. He said ownership was a big part of it, surprisingly. He's got a great relationship with uh, McCaskey. But, I mean, being able and having the chance to build around Justin Fields, somebody that was highly coveted and would have been the first overall pick in the 2022 draft, was a big reason. And that's not like hyperbole or anything. That's That's a fact. I mean, it's hard to say it's a fact, but you know what I mean? Like he would have been the highest rated prospect had he come out this year. And I think when you talk about the ways that like the bears have or have not supposedly given him the support or building around him, I, I think actually the fact that they have not overspent and they did not overdraft is probably a reason that they do believe in him because they are not essentially like giving him every single thing right now because they're concerned that he might not be the guy they're giving him time to develop. They're filling in the other holes on the team. And they, in my opinion, believe in him enough to succeed with the new scheme with the players around him right now. And there could be more additions. The off season we're only in may here. Things can happen. And then they're really going to get a good idea after this 2022 season in a new scheme. So it's way too early to even think that the bears don't believe and aren't all in on Justin Fields right now. And I'm, I'm like you guys, I, I think it's just a stupid conversation to have right now. Yeah, well, thanks Brandon. Jeez. I thought it'd be a good topic. No, it's a good topic. No, no, no. I'm dead serious. It's a good topic, but like <laughs> no, I, people keep bringing it up and it's yeah. It, yeah. So that's yeah. all I'm saying, man. I, I mean, it's definitely it, done. It's 15 minutes on, on the Twitter sphere. It needs yeah. To, yeah, it needs in that re regard. I agree with you, Brendan, but it is a yeah. good question. You guys have made some terrific points. I mean, polls since he's arrived has has done nothing to uh, to suggest he's not the guy in charge at House Hall. Right. He's made personnel moves. He's he's fired people. He's hired people. He's added to the staff. 
clearly this is his show. Uh, he in the draft did everything he said he would in the, in free agency. He he behaved exactly the way he said he would. He does what he says. And so, uh, yeah, maybe you don't put too much stock into what GM say, but I have no reason to doubt at this point that Ryan Poles means what he says. And when they say they believe in Justin Fields, I believe that until they give me a reason not to. And I think you're right. He, they recognize that he's going to be learning an entirely new offensive system, an entirely new coaching staff. And the reality is if you brought in a bunch of free agents this year, it's going to take him time to learn that system. It's not like they were going to be super competitive this year, uh, even with those high price players. And you don't want to put too much pressure and stress on the development of him in this new offense by trying to come out of the gate and have, you know, results right away. I think he understands, like you said, guys, this is going to take a little bit of time, let him develop, let him learn the new offense, new system and develop in it. And there are ways that they can measure his development and his success this year that aren't tied to wins and losses and stats. Right. I mean, like, Robert uh, uh, Schmitz hit, hit it on the head and Jacob Infante, who was on our podcast last week. Um, you know, there are things that you can uh, look at and and say, yeah, he knows where to go with the ball. He's reading the defense correctly. He's he's going to the right receiver. He's making throws on time and in rhythm. Uh, if the results are there, great. If not, you know, that's they can evaluate him without those tangible results. And I think that's what they're going to do here. And so the idea that they just don't believe in him because they didn't go and, and pull a Ryan pace special and unload the war chest uh, to bring in a bunch of mediocre free agents um, and, and maybe uh, overdraft um, positions of need. I, I think that's a wild, uh, that's a wild stretch to make that connection. And I, Brennan, you brought up a great, a great example that I, I forgot about when the bears drafted Michael Haynes over Troy Polamalu because of need, um, you know, it, you got to stay true to your board guys. And I'm, I'm so happy that Ryan Poles did it. And I can see Ryan Dingle is just itching to <laughs> tell me why I'm wrong. I think about this point and I, I'll try to keep it super brief. I think of the Steelers, the Kansas city chiefs and the Indianapolis Colts all being significantly smarter and better franchises than the Chicago bears. And all of them saw fit to draft wide receiver when we went brisker again i cannot say this enough i think brisker is going to be a stud at safety i i am excited that we have the player i just think that they drafted the wrong person that they needed a wide receiver and bayless jones jr like yeah we're gonna i'm gonna hear so much hype about him like oh he's fast right the bears tweeted that out today like okay, he might be fast, but you know who else was fast? Kevin White was really fast. And I just, you know, I, I don't think that they've done enough to surround him yet. If they do, I will shut up and I will tell you guys that I was wrong. But at this point, they have not done enough to protect Justin Fields or give him enough weapons outside of Darnell Mooney. I'm not happy with it, but I still love this team. You think those rosters are in a much different place, though, than the Bears are in? I mean, the Colts, the, the Chiefs, and the Steelers, they're they're they are way closer to well i mean the chiefs obviously are fantastic and but the colts and the steelers you know they're way better uh than the bears roster right now and so mike tomlin can take a chance on a on a guy like pickens because he's has a track record of developing uh you know kind of those those um i don't know how i want to call them but the <laughs> difficult receivers to work with <laughs> there you well, go. um 
pick pickings aside, you know, I, I, I really, I, I'll, I'll step that one away, but I just come back to the Alex Pierce and the chiefs taking sky more that I just, Sky Moore is available. You need a you need a dynamic receiver. He looks like a dynamic receiver, and the Kansas City Chiefs think that he's a dynamic receiver. Yeah, sure, they're not facing the same problems at safety, but again, the Bears should be prioritizing offense, not defense. And this is an organization that prioritizes defense. It has time and time again. You know, pace pace aside, right? Pace was all over the board. He was here. He was there. You know, shells. I think you said that incredibly well last week, but. It's just as a franchise and you have a dynamic receiver right here, ready to roll and you don't take them and you take a safety. Hey, I think Brisker is going to be a great player, but I'm, I'm, you know, that's, that's, that's my last bit on that. But yeah, I I just meant, Oh, go ahead, Brandon. Sorry. No, I was just going to say, Ryan, if you think Brisker is going to be a great player, if he's going to be a stud safety for the next, let's, let's say 10 years. I mean, this isn't the draft that's going to be the make or break draft for anybody, really. And it's not going to be the make or break draft for Fields. But if you just got your next great safety for the next decade, and then you can kind of figure out the weapons and figure out like the receivers going forward. I mean, that's a huge win. Like you just said, he's going to be a stud. That's not a mistake then, if that's what you think. I think I understand. I mean, like I've straddled the fence on this many times. I think I understand where Dangle's coming from just in the fact of like, it's an organizational thing that just continues to happen over and over and over again, despite whether these defensive players turn out to be like a hall of famer or whether they turn to be complete busts. It's just what we've been shown time and time again. Does that kind of sum it up a little bit? Well, yeah. And if we score 10 points next season, I don't care how good of a safety we have. I'm so sick of watching good defenses, good run games, and a Bears team that loses over and over and over again. It's the 21st century. It's time to have multiple weapons, not just Darnell Mooney. And guys, I I get what you're saying. To have a stud, to have that position locked up, that's awesome. I'm excited about that. But you can't just have one wide receiver. It, it doesn't work that way. And and I again, I, I, I am not sold on Bayless Jones. If he's the guy, awesome, then I will eat my words happily, but I don't see it. And if you had a chance to upgrade a position of need, right, I don't understand taking a safety where it's like, well, hey, just push, kick the can down the road again. Eventually we'll pick up a weapon. I, I, I keep hearing people say that, like, oh, eventually we'll pick up a weapon. When, when is that going to happen? Like, seriously, when it when I because I, I I don't see it I just I don't see it happening, not yeah, with this organization. I I guess the point I was making earlier I don't think you can look at say those other teams took these players so the Bears made the mistake and not taking them because the Chiefs have a ton of weapons right like the the Colts have a ton of weapons they can make a mistake if they draft the, the wrong wide receiver if if Sky Moore or Alec Pierce don't pan out it's not going to crush that uh, that roster but. If the Bears pass on, um, you know, a, a potential Pro Bowl or All Pro safety, and they, or they, they take a guy that they don't rate as highly as, um, you know, the, some of the guys that are on the board, and take a guy like Pierce or Moore, and they don't pan out, well, now we're still down a receiver, and we don't have a player to contribute. So if they get a guy they think can absolutely contribute from day one. Um, and then maybe next year where there are tons of free agent wide receivers coming out um, and, and the draft, the 2023 draft class and for wide receivers is exponentially better than it was this year. So if he's trying to build the roster a specific way forward thinking to 2023 and beyond, and not just looking at it in a vacuum and saying, I got to fix everything now and I got to get weapons now. 
um, I can respect that. And I, I just, I like the way he's building it. And um, I don't know. I think that's all I'll say on that. I think the one thing, and, and again, I will always admit, and I've said before that Ryan oftentimes sniffs this stuff out. Like he does see some of these developments prior to me and I disagree with him vehemently. And then I'm like, Oh crap, you were right. But the Kevin white comp, I think is a poor one, Ryan. I mean, he, he was injured most of the time, uh, first of all. And second of all, watching Valus Jones on tape, they're completely different types of wide receivers. I mean, Valus Jones is, you know, he's a short route runner. He's like, he's fast in the open. He's fast on the first step. He can punt return. He can kick return. He's super physical and tough. He'll catch balls over the middle. I just, that comp, and maybe that was just the first name that came to your mind. I don't know. I don't want to split hairs, but that's one thing. And then I do agree with down the road. And again, we're not going to know. This is all conjecture, right? We're not going to know until some of these players actually practice and play and things come to fruition. But I think the master plan is to wait on it and, and, and again, be absolutely sure that the person that you pick as that X wide receiver who is going to be your future superstar at that spot, which everybody agrees we need, is without a doubt going to hit, is going to hit and not be somewhere in the second round and a maybe, but rather this was the best college receiver in all of college last year. And now we have a number one pick and now he has come to us and now we're going to go get him. And I think that's what the goal is, but I, I mean, we could all be wrong, right? Who knows? <laughs> Yeah, the one thing I'll give, I'll, I mean, I'll give Ryan credit for the Kevin White comp because not really the injury history, but the fact that like, kind of like Valus Jones, Kevin White didn't do much until his final season in college. I mean, he blew up like crazy in the Big 12 and Valus Jones kind of did the same thing. Granted, they were picked two rounds, you know, in between each other. So hopefully there's no injury concerns there. But I think from a production standpoint, like, that's not like the worst comp, unfortunately, which is a little scary. So I'll give you that. That's, that's a, that's a good one. The, the last thing I promise the last thing I'll say about it is a development of a young quarterback. If, if you don't develop the quarterback and give him the tools around him, it doesn't matter how you develop the rest of your football team. This kid is he's, you can get scared feet. He can be running. He can be, we can see 22 fumbles again, gentlemen. I understand your points. You're, you're putting in a good team around him, but on the wrong side of the football, he needs to develop. He needs weapons in which to do so. And he needs a better offensive line than he currently has. Now, if they bring in some free agent names, which I've heard rumored that they're going to do at some point, right. And especially in that right guard position, because right now that's freaking terrifying. Um, and if they do those things, then I will stop. But I'm just telling you guys right now, I, I, I hear what you're saying. I do. I really do. But they're not doing enough to develop their young quarterback and Chicago bears have a long history of, of drafting high quarterbacks and not giving them enough around them to develop them. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Here, here's what I'll say. If, if Fields's development in year two hinged on Alec Pierce or sky Moore, he's not the guy. And he, he never will be the guy. Like if that was, if that was the make or break move, and I, <clears throat> I don't think Justin Fields is the quarterback for this franchise, um, but we'll see. I think I think everybody, you guys raised some valid concerns. I know, like Logan said, we're a bit of a snake bitten uh, uh, fan base that has some trust issues, right? Like we could probably do a whole um, 
analog to like relationship problems, right? Like how we are just beaten down by the bears emotionally and mentally. Um, that might be a fun topic sometime, but anyway, uh, guys, this was a blast. We're going to get to shout outs here in a second, but I just wanted to say thank you for allowing me to do this. Uh, this was awesome. I had a really good time and y'all were great sports with the questions. So thank you. Uh, and, uh, maybe I can do this again sometime if, if it doesn't get the worst ratings of any pod ever. So we'll see. (laughs) No, man, you crushed it. That was so fun. That was, I I like the topics, man. Thanks shells. Good guy. Shells. Good guy. You bet. Thanks guys. Do you think, do you think Ryan Pace drafted high? I think he did. I I was about to ask. I was like, why are we drafting these quarterbacks who keep getting high? high? What were we talking about? Like that's, that's, that's wrong. That's stupid. That could be that Laramie Tunsil gas mask. Yeah. (laughs) Drafting high quarterbacks out here. <laughs> All right, guys. So let's close this fun episode out with shout outs. Let's go Dangle, Jack, Logan, and Shagru. Can I say something? Shells is like ended on me every single time. <laughs> I noticed that. I keep writing down the order and I'm like, oh, cool. So swim order. Brendan, would you like to switch? Would you like no, to okay. go first? Okay. No, I'm good. Just- I never get to go first, so this is fun. Okay. That's All right. <laughs> uh, so I have a lot of shout-outs to give. Uh, get over it, folks. It happens. Uh, Brennan Chagru um, is my first shout-out. Unbelievable. The I don't know if you guys have seen half the content that this dude has been pushing out with Bears Wire lately. It's absolutely incredible. He also is doing all of like the visual stuff uh, for the Bear Down Chicago podcast. He is fantastic. It, it has been um, a, a lot of like the editing and some of that stuff. Like He's taken a big load off of my show. And I just, I want you to know, Brendan, that means more than I can possibly say. So Brendan, thank you so much. Uh, Jack Wright. Uh, Jack Wright has basically like the, our logo. He was responsible for getting that all together. Um, it was absolutely incredible. And thing that I hate more than anything in the world right now is Apple. I don't like Apple products. I don't like iPhones. I don't like iMac, whatever. I hate all that stuff. And when trying to put this podcast out, I faced some serious problems issues with apple and jack said i got it i take care of it and he did he took care of it for me so jack i I will never ever ever forgive you forget that from you thank you i'm trying to say thank you right i'm just getting a little get a little excited here logan bradley um i wish we could share the unedited version of last week's episode but i have not laughed that hard in my entire life i was crying i cry, I, cry, I laughed so hard i woke up my 10 month old daughter and had to go back and put her back to sleep and you know what it was worth it logan never ever stops making me laugh and just i know how much he wants to be involved in everything that we're doing in this episode but his job which we're not going to say on on air but he works in sports um and he just he does so much and it's just we're so thrilled to, to have him shells Patrick Sheldon is amazing with metaphors. Uh, just every single time, like there's a couple of times I just step back and go, wow, that's incredible. Like, I don't know how he thinks about that just on the spot. He did all of this and he was just so diligent and taking over. And while we strongly disagree on things, I love the fact that we do so respectfully and as friends, Patrick, I mean this sincerely. I hope throughout all of the podcasts that we will ever do that you and I don't agree on stuff because it's more fun when we're not all sitting around in a circle going, I agree, I agree, I agree. When we disagree with stuff, I, I love that we're doing so and we're doing so respectfully and I just, and I cannot thank you enough. All right, last one that I'm, I'm shouting out and this is no particular person, but just now looking at the analytics from our episodes, we have listeners in India, we have Frankfurt, Brussels, Latvia, Helsinki and Ecuador. 
If wow. you are listening to this episode right now, just so you know, that means more than any of us can put into words. Thank you so very much. If you want at any point, just let us know that, hey, I'm the person that's listening in Latvia because I want to know. Uh, you can shoot us a message on beardownchaipod at gmail.com. You can hit any of us up on Twitter. We would love, love, love to chat with you. Thank you for all of our international listeners that we don't know who you are. We appreciate you very, very much. And okay, of course, it is Mother's Day. So just really quick, shout out to my mom, uh, my stepmom, Dawn, and my beautiful, amazing wife who got an incredibly long social media one. So I will, I'll keep it short and sweet here to my beautiful wife, who is a first time mom. And I love you. I love you. I love you. I'm going to shout out uh, my mother as well. Uh, Ryan knows the stories, but Joyce is a uh, in a league all of her own. Uh, she had a plan for me that I appreciate. She had me in speech contests. She had me in piano lessons and she took me to the library every week. And, and so with four kids, she was able, and while teaching a full-time job, uh, she was able to, you know, I think she knew exactly what she was doing by doing the things that she was getting us involved in. But I also want to just mention really quickly that my mother had this great knack for anytime that you had an issue anywhere on you, mom, uh, my elbow hurts. Joyce's response, Jack, have you had a BM today? It didn't matter which part of your body was in pain. No matter what, she would ask, Jack, have you had a BM today? <laughs> and I will, I will never forget it. And it is like now the biggest joke amongst our families. So love you, mom. You're the best. Shout out to my mom, Joyce. Uh, first shout out goes to our man, Ryan Dangle here. He is, uh, I had the pleasure of being able to coach alongside of him for a couple of years and he is finishing up that chapter of his life, which he has like, I, I haven't been around him for the majority of it, but I know that I saw him around, uh, those kids and holy cow, there's, there's nobody single person in the world who could be better, like to have your child kind of molded by even for little bits of time. So um, incredible there. He had an incredible accomplishment this week with some of his athletes doing some amazing things, qualifying to uh, state championships. So just the the job that, that Dangle has done as a coach and a human being um, is always impressive. So shout out to him for that. And then um, also obviously shout out to my mom, Peggy, um, who I love very much. And she means she's never meant, any anything less than everything to me but this year especially having moved across the country i know it wasn't easy for her at all because i know that she loves me my brother and my sister very much and i think it was really hard for her obviously to say yeah sure go and and do your thing and and because of her and all the things that she's done over the years i have this opportunity to to have this new job that I really, really love to be able to be in a new spot, have these different experiences. And uh, I love you, mom. And thank you. She is a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful lady. And I just, uh, she, she made my daughter a blanket. She's never met my daughter and my daughter loves the <laughs> blanket. So, wow. Just, yes. Thank you. Good person. All right. I'll of course uh, stick with the theme and wish my mom, Cecilia, a very happy mother's day. Uh, I think she listens, although admittedly, I think she likes listening to me more when I'm on the Irish Bear show because she likes just hearing the Irish brogues and accents. So, guys, we need to develop some accents, man. <laughs> but Ryan, um, I, I know Ryan doesn't love to do them, but that dude, Ryan does the best accents, the best. <laughs> I swear to God. <laughs> 
Uh, but anyway, uh, shout out to my mom. I mean, she's, she's fantastic. She's recovering from ankle surgery and she's just, uh, I mean, she's taking it on head on. Like she's, she's killing it. Starts a rehab this week, thankfully. So, uh, I know that's, that's a big, uh, big step forward for her. Um, I'll also shout out, uh, zero doinks, the zero doinks podcast. So they're, uh, they're just a unique group of guys, um, who love bread bigs apparently, but, um, I've been chatting with them and uh, all I'll say is uh, something's coming between me and them. So that's uh, I'm not leaving the podcast. I'm not leaving the podcast, but something fun is coming. So all I'll, all I'll do is uh, leave it at that. But I also want to shout out Kyle George at furious George 94. So I uh, joined him on his full press bears podcast earlier in the week. Talked a lot of Star Wars, talked a lot of Bears, and uh, he's just one of the best follows. I, I mentioned that to him uh, personally, but he's one of my favorite follows on Twitter, and he's just the nicest guy out there. So definitely follow him. Check out his podcast. He does a great job. And speaking of Star Wars, it was Star Wars Day this past week, so I got to shout out two people. Uh, first off, obviously, Ryan Dangle, another big Star Wars fan. We text each other about the upcoming series coming up, like when the trailers drop. And of course, Kenobi's coming out later this month. So I know we're both super, super stoked for that. And also one of the biggest Star Wars fans on Twitter, Luis Medina. He runs Bleacher Nation Bears. I love all of his Star Wars stuff that he does. So follow him uh, either at Bleacher Nation Bears or at LCM 1986. And finally, uh, we've had him on the show before, but I want to shout him out again. Cam Ellis uh, at Kingsley Ellis. He is, he's pissing off Bears Twitter so much. And it's just the funniest thing to see because people do not understand him and it's making my day every single time. So thank you for doing that. All right, guys, I'm going to get us out of here. I got a few shout outs. Obviously I got a shout out my mom today for mother's day. Uh, I could have spent the whole entire hour um, singing her praises and talking about what a fantastic mom she is. And it would not have been long enough. Um, she's the hardest worker I know. And uh, the reason that I'm anything that I am today. So thank you, mom. I love you. Uh, and to my wife, Shelby, uh, it is, I think one of the biggest compliments you could pay to a, to a parent is to see their traits in them, in their, in your children. And I see so much of them, uh, or my wife in my children. And, uh, she's done an amazing job raising our three boys. Um, you know, a lot of farts, a lot of fart noises, a lot of boy talk, and she, uh, she handles it with grace. So, Thank you. I love you. And uh, happy Mother's Day. Speaking of my boys, I want to shout out uh, my son, Graham, seven years old, hit the Kentucky Derby yesterday for a substantial amount of money. That's so cool. For a seven-year-old. Uh, right. I, I support him. your support of his gambling. It totally was, legal. Yeah, beautiful. Totally <laughs> legal. Yeah. He, uh, it was kind of awkward, though. He was going to bed and he, he flipped me a silver dollar and he said, if the DRF isn't by my coffee in the morning, it's your ass, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> he said, I want to I look at the quarter horses at Los Alamitos. <laughs> now he's wearing like the Sam Rothstein glasses from Casino. He's walking around talking about chains. So you have the yeah. neon green visor he's just wearing everywhere. <laughs> he's like, Dad, it's uh, first time off of Lasix. I really like this uh, horse out of Santa Anita. He's like, a mutter, Dad. That. He's a mutter. Yeah. He's great on he's turf. <laughs> but uh, he's very excited. Uh, and uh, I, yeah, I don't. I let him each pick a horse, and, and he snagged the winner. So kudos to you, man. Um, and then to uh, to my best friend, Mike Sennett, who took a uh, virtual slap across the face today. Uh 
you've taken a lot of virtual slaps for me in, in our life. And, uh, you know, we don't say it that much, but uh, love you, buddy. Um, he's at CNote780211. So uh, thanks for being the fantastic guy you are and uh, hope to see you soon. All right. Well, thanks everybody for uh, listening. If you're still listening to us and uh, we haven't, we haven't turned you off yet, but like Ryan said, uh, we will bring it back uh, to more Chicago bears content next week, but we really appreciate you listening. I, I can't tell you how much we pre- appreciate our loyal listeners. You guys are fantastic. Uh, please keep the interactions up on Twitter. We love talking to y'all and answering your questions. So uh, reach out to us. Uh, you can also follow us on, on Twitter uh, at Bear Down Shy Pod. And uh, please, we would be so grateful if you were to go out and uh, hit us up with a review if you like what you've heard. Um, and uh, maybe a five-star review or a comment to let everybody else know how much you appreciate our pod and, and, and enjoy listening. Uh, but thank you so much for your support. We really, really do appreciate it. And I hope you enjoyed tonight's episode. So uh, be well, everyone. And as always, bear down Chicago. Chicago.